Hello, it's Harry Deansway here, the host of Rat Chat, um, London's premier open mic podcast, where I uh, chat to open mic pond scum, or as I call them, rats, because uh, I find them to be vile creatures similar to the vermin that inhabit our sewers and woods and cities. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's the podcast. It's a massive success. People love it. It's growing and growing. Uh, and the night's getting busier. Although, um, we, yeah, as I said on Twitter, we made £95 profit uh, at last week's gig, which to me is insane. Apparently, we're going through a cost of living crisis and, um, and rats, which is essentially a showcase of uh, the mentally ill and talentless is making £95. I mean, rats goes against the current culture in many ways in that uh, I think we're living through a time where everyone has to be congratulated for trying. Uh, That's sort of like the X-factor culture. Uh, And rats sort of is the opposite of that. I want, you know, I want everyone to give up. I want these acts to give up. I want them to stop, the majority of them. Uh, I think in every generation, uh, there are like maybe two amazing people and the rest are just all average and they're just filling up uh, our screens, our radios. And that's in every, that's two from every, let's say it's two from every genre. But in comedy, there's maybe like two genuinely great comedians of every generation and the rest are just crap. And, uh, and you know, one of the reasons of the night is to just showcase that and, and make it a hard gig for the acts and an, an enjoyable gig for the audience in the sense that you know, that sort of medieval mindset of uh, watching someone suffering, like going down to the town square and throwing rotten vegetables uh, at people. I think that needs to come back. All this niceness is just not creating anything good. Um, and I think that's a really, you know, it's mean. I think comedy is mean. I think I, I don't think comedy can be nice. And I think this nice, cool, you've got this, like, there's so many different types of comedy now, which is just rubbish, you know? It's just like this... And especially in England, it's like it's all parlor game comedy, man. Like all the, all these panel shows. That's what everyone's gearing towards. It's like these panel shows, you know. And we're going through this horrific time in, you know, we're about to enter this crisis, this energy crisis, cost of living crisis, and all this stuff. And and there's no one's being funny no one's being mean no one's being intelligent it's just like it's become vocational comedy has become vocational i talk i've spoken about this before it's become vocational it's just become a job um and there's an hr department on social media that keeps everyone in check and comedy is just rats is trying to make comedy mean again and 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 edgy and interesting and that's not and that and when I say edgy and interesting that doesn't mean saying the unsayable or being racist or misogynistic or anything like that but uh, you know for me the best comedians are the court jesters and they can't be bought into this corporate society and uh, yeah so I find it very entertaining um people are catching on people are coming they're loving the night um and I'd like you to join us in doing that um last week's show as I said uh, we made £95 profit. Uh, there was a big group of Americans who came to support an act who was on holiday, brought his whole family, as you'll hear on the podcast. Um, and I, I have spoken at length uh, that I would not like to perform in front of my family. And it was sort of that sort of gig, really. It was, it was difficult for me as a host, because when you have 
you know, 12 people in the room and like eight of them are one group, you know, if you lose them, then you've lost the momentum of the whole room. And I didn't at any point lose them completely, but it was it was difficult because, you know, they're America's culturally difficult, uh, different, not difficult. And um, so at some point, uh, it was you know it wasn't the best rats um but yeah anyway um here we are here's the podcast um so let's 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 crack on um i, I like this episode of the podcast actually it's uh, got the two american brothers one of them performed uh, a guy who who works in a funeral home and a business student who watched the show uh, that's the blend um and uh here it is um Enjoy, and see you all very soon. Hi, uh, me again, just before we bring in the episode. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I need more interaction with this podcast, man. I need uh, some shares, I need some talking, some response. Uh, I'm just speaking to vacuum here. I know people are listening to this, and uh, we need some interaction. Like, the only person who interacts with this is my mum. She texts me, she's like, uh, I really like the podcast, and that's just... It's degrading for me. Um, you know, thanks for the support, Mum, but, like, uh, we need people outside of my own family to be uh, pushing this podcast forward. I can't do this all by myself. Um, so, yeah, get involved. Uh, otherwise, there will be consequences. We just had uh, another rat, and it was, uh, you know, a classic one. Let's meet. Hi. I'm just being filmed live. This is going out on Instagram Live. So let's meet uh, today's guests. Uh, I am Ryan Dempsey. Do I tell you a bit about myself? That's what I said. All right. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. I have ADHD, uh, which is a good thing to know about me. I have ADHD. I'm a New York City-based comic, uh, musician, uh, actor, photographer, filmmaker. Locksmith. Um, yeah, I get yeah. it. All right. Wicked. My name is Victor Dempsey. I'm a manager at Walgreens. I like to make it sound like I'm more important <laughs> than I Walgreens? am. What's Walgreens? Oh, Walgreens is a drugstore. What's pharmacy, a drugstore? Pharmacy. A, a pharmacy. Oh, pharmacy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my name's Dominic Fraser. I work in a funeral home. <laughs> I think that's enough. My name's Rupert Ambrose. I go to Rehampton University studying international business. And you, you, you didn't perform tonight. You were watching. I did not. Yeah. Yes. Um, and same, same about you. Yes. That's yeah. Sure. So you're, um, you're, what's your name? Ryan's younger Ryan's. Brian. You're Ryan's brother. Yeah. Is that right? It's so you brought brother. your whole family tonight. How did, How was that? Because I hate performing in front of my family. I How do too. Uh, I'll be honest. I, I, I definitely do. Because like I feel like a pressure to perform and, and excel in front of them to not validate their reason. Like they, they're like, why are you doing stand up with your life? So I feel like more pressure to uh, perform when, when they're on, and that kind of gets into my head a little bit. But when the, when it's nothing but strangers, I feel like I do really fucking well. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's it's a nightmare to bring your whole family to a gig. You, you, you know, know I think considering yeah. you did you did well. Yeah. yeah well, well, it's also funny because like my dad and my uncle have such uh, infantile senses of humor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like if I went up there and just talked about jerking off, like 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 yeah. like you did, or, <laughs> or shitting, or assholes, or buttholes. Uh, I think they would have laughed much harder. But I try to be smart with my jokes. I try to talk about uh, killing fetuses, which is a uh, hot topic um, in hot America topic, at the moment. Hot topic in America, yeah. yeah. My girlfriend, two-time abortion champion. Emily, this one's for you. Uh, but uh, she's had two of them, thank God. Uh, now, um, sorry, what was your name? Rupert. Yeah, yeah Rupert. So you... You heckled Iran at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, well, you interacted with Ryan 
Uh, you were upset about uh, Amer American something. What was talk ignorance. us through? <laughs> American yeah, ignorance. American ignorance. Uh, yeah. I have a lot of American friends. Yeah. Um, the cultural differences are very apparent between like different cultures of uh, that. And um, some of the things that my friends say, like, I'm very confused about. And there's like a, a communication gap that I think is not very like, expressed between like media of between differences of America and England. Yeah. There's a huge like 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 social difference. Yeah. Between and like, how we interact. Yeah, it's it's true actually because I've got American friends actually some American and I think you know because they speak the same language as us we think uh, they're as intelligent as us but actually some of them are really thick you know absolutely yeah <laughs> i have friends like a lot of them are just like smoking weed every day and i'm like okay that's great for you yeah but like take a second and like try to like communicate what you actually mean yeah rather than just saying yeah but like you want to smoke a bowl and i'm like yeah like okay impeccable like, american accent yeah. Like, pretty good, yeah. Oh, yeah, my frat boy accent is just like on point. Like, do you, have, you guys do frats in the UK? No, no, I but we know we we know so about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got my frat persona. All right, you don't have. Well, let's. <laughs> I'll host the podcast. Thank you. What's your name again? I'm my so name terrible with names. Victor, I'll host. Yes, and I'm you work at Walgreens. I do work at. You manage a Walgreens. I do. I'm the general manager. Now, I like to think. Am I allowed to say what you you said to me in the interval? Of course. Yeah, Victor said. About you, that none of your family think you're funny. That's what he said to me. They all think I'm gay. Uh, <laughs> I, if, I'll, I would I'll take actually it. like to go on record and say that some of his jokes are not true, but tonight he surprised me with a lot of true jokes, especially the gay ones. And it, oh, okay, Victor. <laughs> so, uh, Dominic, yes. let's. Uh, you work in a funeral home. I do. What do, you, what do you, are you allowed to tell us what you do at the yeah, funeral it's, home? It's uh, it's like uh, arranging parties, but just. Okay. So, so talk us through like how that would work. So someone dies. So someone dies. Yeah. They call us. I'm normal. So I'm on the reception desk. Yeah. And first thing, call an ambulance or whatever. Over. Uh, then you have to get. So, uh, so like what? An ambulance to their house. Oh, to their yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, but so they're yeah. dead. Yeah. I'll yeah. Because you have to uh, take it because then they take it and they'll either take it to like a coroner's. So the ambulance has to pick a dead yeah, body up in a house. And they have to pay for that. No, no, we line. got the free yeah, NHS. The, yeah. the thing they pay for would be cremations for the burial, cremation burial, the plot of land that you get buried in, or the serve and the service, and yeah. So it's all that's my job. It's the and so and so, do you have to ring nine 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 for the ambulance, or have you got like a private uh, line? We have, uh, so we 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 have a private one, but we will just send over there. It's okay. not. It's not. It depends on the situation. I think. Right, um, and then it's about like selling them what coffin they want. Yeah, selling yeah. them coffins. Selling yeah. them. We have packages. Do you upsell? for funerals like parties. It's very <laughs> do, you up, do you upsell? <laughs> upsell like oh well this you know. <laughs> I would I would be seen dead yeah, buried yeah, in that yeah, one yeah. sort of thing. Do you do all <laughs> that sort of stuff? I've never tried to haggle. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, you don't go like no, oh don't. you really want to be buried in that. Cardboard yeah. box yeah. or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. IKEA furniture level. Yeah. Uh, we don't do that, but I, would, I feel like I should now. Yeah, upsell. Yeah, 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 always yeah. be closing. Yeah. yeah so um, is there commission like on a coffin? Like, do you no, make? I got this. Is, this is my dead body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Victor, that's a but, good question. Yeah, I'm I don't know about that. Yeah, have there. you ever encountered someone trying to do like a DIY like type cremation? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna set this body on fire. Gasoline. Yeah. I, I've not encountered that yet. What about the Viking funerals, like selling off in a boat? We do offer those, yeah. yeah? yeah. Well, Are you kidding real? me? You offer a Viking funeral? Viking I thought funeral. that only happened in Marvel. That is how, sorry, how guys. That's that's American thing. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Uh, look, we've got a lot of interviewers on this show. I'm the host of this podcast, guys. Chill out. Please. 
Like Viking funeral, talk yeah. us through that. <laughs> well, the first thing we have to do uh, is uh, set the clocks back 200, 300, 400 years. <laughs> and then basically from then we start uh, with the funeral process. Wow. Uh, and a lot of it, it's, it's, uh, you have to grease the body in uh, skunk blood. And then uh, yeah. lick it from a, a virgin licks. All oh, right, all right, okay. Um, and what's the most have, expensive? <laughs> you know, no, I, I mean, this sounds insane. What's the most expensive <laughs> coffin you sell? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. It's probably yeah, it's roughly over two point five k. Really, yeah. over two and a half grand for yeah, a box. Yeah, so yeah. yeah literally. Yeah, I, I think it's. I, would you guys? What's your yeah. profit? Like, well, I, I would go cheap. I would like... I have to fucking throw me in the trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. 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 do the full yeah, yeah. ebony and silver that's like, nice, inlays. That's nice. Well, that's why you're studying business. Yeah. You're going to be rich when you do this. Yeah. in the UK. Funerals. But oh. Bloody in Hinduism, so like, yeah. oh, wow. So we've got an extra guest here. Yeah. He said he just wanted to watch, but now he's joining in. So this is Nevin, another audience member. Yeah. Thanks. You sort of like sat in the back in the dark there, and yeah. now you're joining in. How, how are you finding the podcast? It's really interesting. Just you know. Yeah, I have to say, this is one of the most uh, interesting I know, I episodes. Know, I in my face, so. But I have, because like in America, there's some people that do funerals, uh, like, like these funeral processions where uh, I'm trying to think of one, like a rapper died or something. Oh, yeah. And they dressed him up in his clubbiest outfit. Yeah. And they, they took his body, his embalmed corpse, to a club. And propped him up like a statue I've seen that, yeah. in a pose with sunglasses, and you could go take pictures with the corpse. Like, well, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Um, as someone who organizes funerals, yes. how did you? How well organized did you so, think uh, the Queen's funeral? Was? I wasn't working there when the Queen died, so I, I've been working there now three weeks. Sorry, what? So do you work for like the royal coroner or something? No, I, oh, no, you no, just I, started yeah, there. Yeah, right, I, so I, I thought... So we, I, we I, to, yeah, so I've only been there three weeks, so yeah. I, I knew nothing about the, the funeral industry uh, when the Oh, but now, looking back, any insight? Uh, it looks, yeah, it looks, it looks <laughs> In great. retrospect. It looks brilliant, yeah. yeah. It looks like the, a very overpaid funeral. Yeah. Price. Do you think they did an autopsy on her, or were they just like, she's old? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rupert, um, you, yeah. where, where's Roehampton University? Um, it's near Putney. Near Putney. All oh, right, so it's in London. So, yeah. and and have you travelled far tonight? Um, from Roehampton. You've come from Roehampton so yeah. tonight. Wow, that is incredible. How did you hear about this evening? Just through so, dice. Yeah, so. on dice. I was like, rats. I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. Yeah, can mm-hmm. uh, Russ and any friends up to come? Uh, no. No, that's a shame. Um, so what what's what's your plans with your degree once you've got it? So um, I end goal angel investing in small businesses with mm. a more like personal approach okay. rather than just like giving them money and going, yeah, you're fine. Okay. Um, having a sort of direct business plan and making capital funds from like just general revenue from like struggling businesses uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and then developing from there. Where are you going to get your money from to start that? Uh, my money. Y- yeah. Yeah. So I have to go into industry first to develop yeah. like knowledge and key skills, uh-huh. and then from there I can then go into agent investing. That's the long term goal. Okay. Um, Short term goal is to go into lots of different industries and find out what works for me, what I can actually like develop, and what skills I can like ascertain <coughs> and like go through. Who's your favorite dragon from Dragons Den? Uh, no clue. They don't watch it. Uh, I used to, but then I realized that it's all just, oh yeah, this is my money that I'm going to invest in you, and that's it. And well, that's Shark not Tank. What is yeah, Dragon's Shark Den? Shark, 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 Shark Tank? Tank. Yeah. Different um, animal. So I feel like just like, a capital incentive without like um, um, a business plan, or without 
um, some sort of direction to go in. So on Shark Tank and Dragon's Den, they go in as profitable businesses. I feel like yes, that is a very good way to ascertain like developed like revenue through like royalties and like dividends. But uh, with struggling businesses, it creates uh, an emotional value, and then collecting royalties from that has a more passionate side and has a human connection. I think in a more like globalized economy and world that we live in now, um, a personal touch is something that's going to go a long way. Oh, I, I'm not gonna, I didn't understand a word of that, but it sounds lovely. Um, uh, what, what, how would you improve the business model of rats? Uh, what were your insights from uh, a business perspective? I think rats is very good at what it does currently. From my perspective, you have a full audience currently yep. um, for a niche market, which I think you could develop um, in a way that has that, like again, personal touch. It's for a group. It's it's part of a scene, and I think having that honor in yourself is even better than like profitability. If you're happy with your business model, that's all you can like want from life. Survival is the number one priority for all businesses. Yep, and we are surviving as, uh, that's but great. not not the venues. The venues always close down, whichever ones we go to. <laughs> but um, yeah, so far so good here. Is this a comedy podcast? Yes. Yeah. He's like, I haven't laughed once. <laughs> bro. I haven't laughed once. It's very, um, you know, uh, we'll put the laughs in afterwards. Uh, what about <laughs> you, uh, uh, Navin? You're, um, yeah. you've, you sound like you had a very uh, boring job. Is that, uh, is that true or false, would you say? It's pretty fun. <laughs> no, you said it's fun. But you do the, you do the HRMC yeah, app. I don't have to do that. Oh, don't. I'm you not do not gonna, sit not up closer, do man. All right, no worries. Yeah, no. We'll, cut, we'll cut it out. All right. Good. Yeah. So we'll finish up um, with the... Uh, I've forgotten your name of course, again. Victor. No, Victor. It's my honor. Victor, so um, you can have the final word on the podcast. Um, why does your brother do stand up and not you? Um, that's a that's a very good question. He is the older brother. Yeah. Um, I was always told when I was younger I was the funnier brother. Um, it's just a bit of a I don't want to steal his thunder. Yeah, but he's funny as well. But no, he's I'm not, funny you know, as well. But yeah. you know, if you put the spotlight on somebody else, everybody. All Chris Rock's that. brothers do stand up. Really? Yeah, and we've you never heard of Chris them. Rock. Tony Rock, uh, Jordan Rock, Chris Rock. They all, I've seen them. I've, I've, uh, I was on a show with Jordan Rock. Um, they're all, yeah, you can... How's the New York scene these days since I left? Uh, I get booked a lot more out there than I do here. Um, Obviously, you're yeah. on vacation. <laughs> but um, I, I would say yeah. it's good. To, you know, it's, it's like with every... Why would you get booked here? Don't every... <laughs> Uh, I got a couple, yeah, I got a couple, I got a couple shows. Oh, you mean like when you tried to book on your holiday, yeah, I got a, you I didn't got get a, many? I got like three or four. I, I've, I was only here for a week. Well, Dominic will recommend some good open mics for yeah, you. Yeah, some good ones. Um, but it, I, I would say like any any scene, there's there's shows that are really good, there's shows that suck, uh, there's shows that make you wonder why you do this at all, uh, there's shows that make you want to keep doing it, Um it's 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 like any other scene. Just there's more volume. There's more shows. There's uh, every comedian produces their own show up there. So like every night of the week, there's a staggering amount of shows that you sh could be at. Or this, am I gonna go to this one or that? But I've one? heard everyone gets like a minute, and it's not five, even five minutes. You've no, no, no. Like if it's a produced show by a comedian, you're you're usually gonna get between seven to ten. Yeah. If it's like a club show, yeah, maybe five because they just got more people that they got to put on there. But we'll wrap it up, Rupert. Yeah, don't worry. It's he's a, looking at his watch. Anyway, he has got he's got to go back to Roehampton, which oh, is even further than the Bronx. Ask, how did how does everyone really get married? 
said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah let's I finish it up. I have, I actually have, have an interesting question we can leave off. It might be funny. Well, let's first uh, find out how, we, how everyone wants to get buried. Right, so, and then we'll finish. You can, okay. Victor can have this final question. So you want to be buried in the most expensive coffin? Uh, yeah, well, that's what you said. Oh, you changed your mind? Well, there's a, a point of contention about that. I'm not sure when I'm going to die, so yeah. I don't know what the cost of living crisis is going to do to that. Um, but I have a further question. So you spoke about Dominic's um, open mic recommendations. Do you think your listeners would like to hear about that a little bit more? Uh, no. No, okay. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I recommend uh, Heavenly and Birkbeck. Uh, oh, right. Uh, but how do you want to be... For uh, funerals or for open mics? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I, I have a disposable coffin. Yeah. It's a great... Pauper's funeral. I, I wouldn't mind being, like, have, like, some kind of flowers or something. Like yeah. Grow, so I grow out of it because it all gets mixed together. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Have you done a pauper's funeral yet? No. Yeah, that's that? like when that's you can't afford to be buried and they just literally put you in a box. What about the tree ones? Yeah. You get planted into a tree. That's right, yeah? You know, uh, yeah, no, I was going to say sky burial. Okay, so what's I, that? I think that what? Like in Asia, so they put you in a tomb and vultures basically just eat your oh, body. Oh, man. That's take your they, until there's nothing left. They put you in a what? Like this tomb where... Oh, a tomb, but yeah. Could, yeah, but it's like this kind of tomb with a hole in it and so vultures just come in and Nature. eat you apart and rip you apart until there's wow. nothing left. Wow, all right, that sounds fun. fucking melt. Uh, Victor, part of the nature, part of the how are you getting buried or uh, killed? I, I honestly don't know. I, I haven't given. We it need much an answer. Thought. I'm scared. Give it some thought right now. I would like burned, to get buried. You could you could cremate me and give it to my children. All right. What? But I have. Oh, you could go. No, go. I have a question. For yeah, you we're gonna finish right with your question. Uh, I'm I, like I always thought that I would like have my body like frozen in like a really cool pose, mm. or I want to be cryogenics. Cryogenics. Yeah, okay. I want to be opposed to like strapping like a, 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 a like a brick around my ankles and then taking me to the bottom of the ocean that way when children are swimming they see me and i i'm just there ah and it scares the shit out of them but okay um yeah well, and i'd like to uh, be uploaded to the cloud <laughs> nice. okay so yeah so final question let's we wrap are it up in a sex dungeon this man works at a funeral home yeah. i want to know have you ever seen or somebody has told you about any necrophilia oh god uh, <laughs> tell me that's not an interesting question why do you ask him if he has resting necrophilia the answer is no oh because i've heard no. that dead people get erections so do they they do. Is true? I, I think when the, the time I see the body, they've been... Um, Ugly? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fair. I wouldn't want to fuck a dead body either. No, that's, I, that's uh, I think that's a wonderful sentiment <laughs> to end this on. Yeah, um, uh, that, yeah I think that is a wrap. Um, thanks, guys, for your contributions. We'll let I'm you know when that's uploaded.